Hello, welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name's Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Open the book, let's have a look, see what we've got. Where are we going today, Eduardo? Uh, well, today we're carrying on with our Outer Planes conversations, but <laughs> we're going to two places. Ooh. Number one. One. Limbo. Limbo, limbo, limbo. Number two. Mechanus. That doesn't sound as good as Limbo. No. So what these are, are two... It is quite fun, actually, though, okay. but we'll get into that. These are two planes, right? Mm -hmm. One is the plane... They're both neutral entirely, so there's mm -hmm. no good nor evil. All they are is chaos or law. I like that. Right? This is, this is where you just completely take out any feeling and just become whatever it is that is in that location. That is just... You just are. Exactly. Yeah, that's that sounds like limbo. Mm -hmm. Like purgatory almost. How is it? It's just... It just is. It is. So, Mechanus is the plane of law. Okay. And limbo is the plane of chaos. And we just... Just in case we need to narrow this down, we're speaking law here as in L-A-W, yes. not L-O-R-E, as in... Yes, no, L-A-W. Yeah. That's fair, right. So... Um, let's start with Limbo, okay. because that's the one that's uh, mechanically way more interesting. So, okay. Limbo itself is a plane of pure chaos, right? Mm -hmm. At one point, you could be standing on a rock, and then, boof, that rock is a pool of water. Then, boof, that rock is refrozen. Then, boof... It's a badger. That, that, yeah, that rock is a badger. Um, that's rough. Yes, exactly. Much like that of a badger's fur, if you stroke it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> now Solid points to be I raised know, Very, there. very solid So um, Limbo And the way that it works Is really interesting So It has no gravity It has no sort of Whoa, wait mm. Hold up on, No gravity So You have to propel yourself through I guess using magic Or Or some sort of craft Or Throwing your shoes behind you So you go forward Yeah, sure The uh, equal Equal yeah, whatever. Propulsion, yeah. Propulsion, the thing motion. they got wrong in gravity. Yes. Um, no. So, Limbo basically has no gravity, but the creatures who visit the plane can move their speed by thinking of the direction of travel. And you just float. And yes. you float towards it, exactly. Huh. So, this is a plane where your mind is your biggest weapon. And this is going to sound like a silly question. Is there any ground... Or is it just a dead void space of just existing? So there's two ways. Oh, that's a great question, actually. There are two ways that you can actually have sort of ground and, and places for you to kind of be in. Okay. There are kind of little chunks, fragments of like ordinary landscape that drift and float and, you know, move through the landscape. Much like if, imagine if you were to throw an island, if you had the ability to do this, to throw an island through our atmosphere into space. Um, right, okay. break up and turn into like different bits of matter or whatever but once it's broken through the atmosphere any um, propulsion that it has is just going to be continual so it's kind of like and this <laughs> get ready for the obscurest reference we're probably going to drop on this show that's right in the kids show Jackie Chan Adventures with the talismans, talismans and such yep. in one of the later series there was a demon realm and each episode a different demon would come out right and in one episode, Jade, the young yep. heroine, gets sucked into that realm. And it, it sounds a lot like this. It's just floating rocks that goes on forever and ever. You can't really go in any one direction because it can't. you kind of end up back where you were. It just goes on forever with no visible borders. Yeah. Yes. Or gravity because you can sort of... 
yes. hop through the air. That's a great point. way of thinking. Just do you know what? As bizarre as that reference is, does she somehow take the force into herself and get like glowing white eyes because of that? No, I don't think so. Okay, doesn't matter. Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, it's a solid show. <laughs> That's the second time we referenced this on this <laughs> podcast. I love that show. And it's one day so someone good. will comment and go, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, Limbo, um, as I've mentioned, the mind is the weapon here, right? Mm-hmm. So, Limbo basically um, comes in line with the will of whoever is there, okay? So, like, people with very powerful and disciplined minds, they can create things. I like this already. Yeah, so they can go like, I want a rock, I want a rock, I want a rock, and a rock appears. Or Freddie Mercury. What? I want a rock. Oh, I want a rock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That, I could have gone with any other figure for rock music. That completely threw me, actually. I was thinking that Dwayne The Rock Johnson turns up. but that's All awesome. that. All that. Yeah. Either either. Um, so they can basically shape the world around them mm-hmm. to suit what their mind is. Now, there are two kind of races that live here. One of them are called the Sladdy. Now, these are amazing bad guys and amazing creatures, but because they are so horrible, right? So each Sladdy, they're basically giant um, chaotic toads, which doesn't sound terrible, make them bipedal. And now every time one of them bites you, okay, they have a color range that they go through. Every time one of them bites you or scratches you or casts weird spells on you, they impregnate you with a tadpole. That sounds really bad. Or a disease which turns you into or into one of these Sladdy or impregnates a tadpole into you which becomes basically a chest burster oh from my alien God. yeah they're horrible is there any way to fight back or cure any of this stuff yes there is you, um, like a cure spell exactly that oh so it just um, it works a wish okay I see yes um, and there's they also so each of these sladdy bizarrely they have a control stone like a gemstone which is buried in their skull kind of like the vision Kind of like the vision. So, but and if you get hold of the stone, you can then control that specific sladdy. Sladdy, exactly. Useful. Uh, yeah, I've never kind understood of. how you could possibly get it though. That's one thing that's always made. Do they have to still be alive because you can bash their heads in with a mace, can't you? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is is the way to get through that? Get to that thing is to quite literally just murder them mm. and then pull it out. And then maybe you can then... Yeah, maybe that's the way you do it. You just reincarnate them and then get them back again. That's true. Okay. That might be the way you do it. So that's one race that live here. Now, they can basically swim and move around the chaos, um, and they're completely fine with that. That's mm-hmm. one side of things. The other side things, side of things, sorry, is um, a collection of monks called Githserai. Now, these are creatures that were taken over and enslaved and basically broke free of their bonds and they, they are one side or, or half of an entire race called the Gith um, okay and one of them basically went super super warrior and they trained their bodies and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and they're in a different place we'll get to that oh and these guys trained their mind trained their mind and that makes sense because they live in limbo. here yeah yes exactly okay. and now these two sort of half races are basically in, in a civ- continual civil war so if you go if you find yourself in limbo, yeah, get and, out as fast as you can. But if your character is particularly strong of mind, mm. if you have a high um, wisdom, intelligence. oh, intelligence, yep. excuse me, then maybe you can use it to your advantage. Yes, I summon. I'm thinking really hard about an army of a million, whatever. Yeah. Okay. That 
now whilst I, I appreciate this. I appreciate the statement that is a good statement but there are limitations to what you can you can oh, control. there's always limitations it's the realm of chaos you can't you know you can't as soon as you're doing that you're turning it into into the realm of order you know what I mean an army in itself is a, is a thing of order and whatever bad example yeah I summon a cloud of not daggers because I know we did that last week That's a spell um yeah, I suppose... You can change things into something else. So if you look at a big pile of rocks and go, I want that to be ribbons, and you're intelligent enough, they are now ribbons. Right, okay. Do you have to talk that through with your DM before you work out how that works? So there is actually an, a rule that you can use whilst you're in limbo that does a few things. So there are a few of these. So I'll, I'll go through them because they're worth going through. So as an action, a creature on limbo can make an intelligence check to mentally move an object on the plane it can see within 30 feet of it. Cool. This check basically depends on its size. So if it's a mountain, mm-hmm. or you you know, you can try it, but you're gonna have to roll really, 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 really high. And then you can move the object five feet plus one for every point which you beat the check. Got it. So okay. if it's tiny and you roll a 20, you're moving it five feet mm-hmm. plus the extra... Um, 20. 15, because actually moving it is a DC of five. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, you, so you're shifting things around. So that's one thing. The other thing you can do is you can start altering things. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use an action to alter non-magical objects. And it's based on the same thing. Basically, you can change the object into another a non-living form. So let's say we have a you tree. Turn, yeah, that into gold, for example. It's now a gold tree. Or you turn it into water and then just... Poof, yeah. Exactly. Or you turn it into fire. And now it's just a fire tree which just sort of falls down and burns everything around it. Fair. So that's one thing. And then the last one that they have, and this is this is uh, this is in your Dungeon Master's Guide. Mm-hmm. I actually really like these, and I think anybody, any DM or player, should encourage the use of these if you're going to limbo, because I think it kind of becomes a leveling point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives you a way to. And I, as much as this is a realm of chaos, it's a way to control the chaos. Yeah. Because you've got to have stuff that you can kind of rely on, at least. Even go. in chaos, there are certain, not rules, but limitations. Yes, exactly. As opposed to rules. Yeah, it's not like, um, the best way to describe it is, you know the, uh, what's it called? Not the potential realm. When Ant-Man goes... Flip, 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 flip. Quantum realm. The quantum realm. It's uh-huh. like the quantum realm, right? It's mad, but there are still... Yeah, there are still rules. ...base-level physics to which everything has to adhere. Exactly. It okay. Maybe those just aren't understood yet. Oh, yeah, I see that, yeah. So the last thing you can do whilst you're here, you can use an action to stabilise a spherical area centred on the creature, okay? So basically, you can go like, I need this to be rock for a while. And on a successful check, the area doesn't get altered for the next 24 hours. Oh, so I see. Okay. Provided you get, and I'm going to pull a wizard here because they have the most intelligence, so they're going to be the best at doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Typically. Provided you get your wizard back to your home base that you started to build in Limbo, every 24 hours, they can do the check, hopefully succeed. And the home base just And the home base stays. will stay there. Okay. Exactly. Or... You fail the check, and the home base just starts to shatter before your eyes. Turns into a cloud of cheese in the shape of a question mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, you joke, but that is... that's It's on the table. That's limbo. That's mm-hmm. exactly what limbo is. So, yeah, complete chaos. Absolutely okay. 
you know, variables left, right, and center. I mean, as a as a narrative tool, so much fun. Sky's the limit. Even within a game like this, yes, exactly. sky's the limit. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. So, let's flip the coin. Mm-hmm. Bing! Insert coin effect flick here. Ting. Thanks. That's it hitting the bucket. Go on. <laughs> Brilliant. The other side is Mechanus. Now, this is the plane of law. Law here spelled L-A-W still. L-A-W, okay, yes. Cool. So, Mechanus. Uh, so, on Mechanus, law is everything, right? And that is reflected in clockwork and gears because you... Okay. Right, because you need those things. You know, there, there is no... Uh, okay, so a pocket watch does not care who's holding the pocket watch. You could be an evil dictator or you could be a peasant. The clock is still going to do what the clock does. Okay. Because that's what it's told to do. Because the gears turn in the way that they do. And that's the whole basis of their... Exactly. Shtick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that is it. That's 100% what they do. Mm-hmm. Now, what this means is, is... You know how there are still some laws in play that are really weird? Like in English law, you can't... You can shoot a Scotsman with a bow on a certain bridge at a certain time of day. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. theoretically, every... Um, Seriously, Google that if you're listening outside the UK, by the way. <laughs> every, well, no, every Englishman is required to practice archery for an hour on a Sunday. Did you know that? God, I'm behind. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm really behind. Exactly, but this is from, this is from like... This is when the, we were fighting the French, huh? Yeah, exactly, from the Hundred Year War, where our long bows were, like, technologically advanced, and it meant that we could actually stand our own against the other way with where the french knights had technically more technologically advanced um armor and basically their knights kicked the shit out of our knights mm. but because we had commoners with longbows which had the range of like whatever the warfare yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. could basically shoot like five arrows in the time that it took the french to shoot one crossbow bolt so we would run in flap 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 run back yeah. out again and they've just gone goof that's it like the opening scene of gladiator how good a movie is that Fantastic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, imagine if we were required to do all of the weird laws that still exist. Just instinctively. Yeah. There's no, like, question. It's kind of, not even like 1984. You no. just do them. Like, yes. you don't go around murdering people. Exactly. No, it's, it's exactly that. It's exactly part of, you have to do this. Yeah. It's part of your build-up. And lots of the things that live here... Um, that is part of their inbuilt ability. Now, those things and the primary inhabitants of Mechanus are these fantastic little races called Modrons. <laughs> okay. Right? They are they're little clockwork dudes, um, and basically, they they have. I mean, look in your in your uh, monster manual. If you have the monster manual, you've looked at them, no doubt, because they are there. But they can. They have certain sides of shapes, so they're either a sphere, a cube. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you know what I mean, like a triangle. Mm-hmm. What's a three D triangle? It's not a pyramid. It's a triangle. Whatever, a three D triangle. Mm. But these things, they basically, and they they live with law in mind. So the number ones can only speak to the number twos. The number twos can only speak to the number ones and the number threes. Number threes can only speak to the number twos and the number fours. And it works like that. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that sounds quite thinking ahead heavy if you're a DM and you want yes. to bring this in at any point. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and the idea of, like, basically humans and fluffiness and things like that, mm-hmm. that's something else that is um, 
you know, questionable and outside of law at that point. So as soon as you come in here, it's kind of like, whoa. This is kind of like AI land. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly like AI. I have laws and I will adhere to... Oh, but wait, I... Nope. That's just how I am programmed. That's what the whole world's like. Okay, I get that. It's the way Ultron sees... You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing. Now, Mechanus is run by a being (coughs) called Primus, who basically, you know, sets down these laws and overlooks them. And ultimately, both of these places are here to balance each other out. I see. So if the influence of chaos becomes too much upon the prime material world, there's actually something that kicks off. It's called the March of the Modrons, right? And, and these... they come in to correct all of like bacteria yes. sterilizing a wound. Exactly. And they come huh. through and maybe like a Modron's task might literally just to be record all of the uh, knots that are in every single uh, wooden door. When I say knots, you know what I mean? I mean yeah, knots yeah, yeah, on a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that might just be their thing that they chronicle or whatever. But basically, if you get in the way... Because if everything is... If all wood is knots, nothing happens. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. That is hardcore. Are these... Uh, the Modrons, they're sentient. They don't... They are They're sentient. built to do this, right? Yes. Yeah, they are sentient and they are self-aware. But they are self-aware, but they follow the law to a fault. And that's the thing that you have to think about this place is... Whilst, yes, the law is a good thing of... You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I was speeding to take my pregnant wife to the hospital, but you were speeding. Yes, exactly. Right, okay. That's exactly the way you should think it. And you would get... And and they are... Um, unrelenting in their following of the law and or... Uh, what's it called when you want to make it happen? Enforcing. Thank you. Enforcing of the law. Got it. Right. And there are even ma- like much larger beings, which I can't remember the name of, that are basically there as sort of justicars, right? They're just like, nope, yeah. if you don't follow the law, I'm coming for you. And I have the power to just eviscerate you. Exactly. Woo. Yeah, which is a real bad time for anybody around. And this goes right back to what we said when we started our uh, closer look at these kind of planes mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. These are literally physical embodiments of states of existence. Yeah, exactly. Really, yeah. Exactly. Right, so... Let's talk about the stuff that uh, the optional rules that they have in the DM's guide because mm-hmm. they are always they're actually very good again. So I like this one because I like uh, mechanics that basically affect out of game things. So Ooh, yes. okay. Uh, this is an optional rule. It's called the law of averages. Basically, whilst on Mechanus, you always take the average damage results for any attack or spell. Okay, explain that, because that's a little so, fuzzy in my head. That's fair enough. So let's say I um, I have a great axe, and I'm a barbarian. I get plus three on my attack, on my damage rolls. Okay. Um, so it means that whenever I do any damage on Mechanus, I will take the average roll of my d12, which is a six, plus the three. So I'll always take half, whatever my damage attack roll is, oh, I'll right. take half and I'll plus the modifier. Right. So I don't I have see. the potential to hit the twelve, but then I also don't have the potential to hit the one. So what I'm going to do is the yeah, okay, down the middle plus exactly. any modifiers down you there, have. Law of averages, just done. Exactly. So that's what oh, I see. Right. No. Okay, that does make sense. Yeah. That might come back and bite you in the backside at some point. Yeah, it could do. Um, and I think uh, you have to at that point DMs especially you really have to work on your encounter building because if you meet a big bad. Yes. They're only ever going to be able to hit it with half power. So think about that unless you want to eviscerate your but party. But also, the big bad can only do it at half power as well. 
What the oh, thing? Of the course. thing you have to think about is mm. that could just potentially just be. It's all relative. It's just maths. Just slugging it out. You know what I mean? Like you take five damage, I take five damage. You take five damage, I take five damage. But then, by the very nature of this lawful, uber lawful thing, yeah, mm. life's going to be kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. So all the fights would even be boring. You take five, I take five. Mathematically, well, we don't even need to fight because I know I'll lose. So goodbye. Yeah, which is actually something that you could actually have with some of the people that exist in Mechanus. Well, they, it's like oh, seeing yeah. the Matrix, isn't it? They can just yeah, see exactly. They just okay. go, oh, I can see the outcome of this because it's uh, the law mm. says. You may step aside and then you get one noble hero that comes in and turns everything out yeah, upside down. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. And the other one is basically Mechanus inflicting itself upon you, uh, where after a long rest, you have to make a wisdom save. If you fail, you become lawful neutral, like the plane itself. So you basically agree with everything can that's going on. Can you snap out of that? You can. Um, when you come out of it, or is there a spell? Or? There are spells that do it. So dispel evil and good. I remember I've said how this is like a good spell to have. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And which doesn't make sense, actually, because it's a truly neutral area. So dispelling evil and or good... Good and evil are constructs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, we found the one thread that will pull and the whole <laughs> game will dissolve. <laughs> Fifth edition has been shut down thanks to these two guys. Why is she Princess Leia? Her dad wasn't a king. No. <laughs> no, it all falls down. Oh, no. I know, right? Right. Okay. Good night, everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, genuinely, on that finisher, let's bring it to a close. Let's go and do What's That Spell? What is that spell? Play the jingle. Play the jingle. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's my spell? Okay, Sam. Mm-hmm. I bite. Can't be what I think it is. Do you come on? Feel? Do you make them blind? Can you blind an enemy? Do you summon something that bites the eyes and makes them blind? It's not a bad question. Um, no. <laughs> right. So, um, for you the jury, don't you? No, no. I mean, it's. It, I I did choose one that's specifically uh, questionable. So, the target can either fall unconscious, basically falling asleep, because you bite their eyes closed sure uh, the target becomes frightened of you basically the eye bite thing comes from this for the duration of the spell your eye becomes an inky void imbued with dread power oh so you so it's kind of like power kind of like when um, you know when Scarlet Witch in the movies at least does her yes your eyes sort of cloud over or yes, whatever yes exactly so either the target falls asleep the target becomes panicked when it looks at you so it becomes frightened of you bloody hell he's biting me eyes sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you become sickened, which basically... Oh, he's biting me eyes. Yeah. Ugh, disgusting. Uh, Give us another one. They have disadvantage on attack and ability checks. Next one, let's go with... Giant insect. You summon, wait for it, a giant insect. No. So... Do you know what? This oh, no, game hang on, hang on. No, doesn't... No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Go on. Half a point. Right. Here you go, wait, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Okay. You transform up to ten centipedes, or three spiders, five wasps, or one scorpion with enrage into giant versions of their natural forms for the duration of the spell. Hmm. Which is awesome, actually. Is I've never good. seen this spell. So you can just carry, you can just be like, carry a oh, pocket I've got full of bugs. bugs. Spider. Yeah. Pocket full of bugs. Po pocket bugs. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. Kind of. It's just Pokemon. But except they're bugs. More disgusting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, I like that one. That's a lot of fun. I've never read that one. 
Um, finally, let's go with... Illusory Script. Hmm. Illusory Script. Can you give us a clue? Has to do with writing. Oh, is it that you can uh, you can only write something that certain people can read? Yeah, that's Bang. it. It's not a full point because you asked for a clue. Hang on, three quarters of a point. Oh, come <laughs> on. So, um, do you yeah. know you realise this is the third week in a row? I've got the first one wrong, the second one I've had half a point, and the third one I've got it right. Yeah. Take the clue nonsense out of it. Sure. All right, I'll give you that. Um, so you write on parchment paper or some other suitable writing material and imbue it with a, pot a potent illusion that lasts for the duration, uh, which is 10 days, by the way. That is so pretty good. Something that's really good, if you need to leave a sigil or a note or something for someone you know is coming by, hmm. um, you and any creatures you designate when you cast the spell, they can see it. Oh, I like that. Yep. But, That'd be good for a character if the, you know you're wandering through the jungle and you go, oh, bloody, it says go this way, and they're all like, uh, what? what? Yeah, it's, it's like, like when no. Harry learns he can speak parcel tongue. Yes, exactly. Um, the only thing is, a creature with true sight, and there's not that many, no. can read the hidden message. Well, that makes sense. That's kind of yeah par for the course, isn't it? That's fair. And that's what's that spell? Should we wrap it up? Wriggly, 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 wrap it up. Brilliant. Um, thank you so much to our listeners. Um, obviously, you can check the show out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Start Set Podcast, and all of those. Uh, so you can check out all the uh, the images we put out. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been Sam Bradley. I've been Ed Sylvester. And one more thing, we uh, we haven't mentioned the last couple of weeks, but if you've enjoyed the show and yeah. there's someone you know that wants to get into the game or has a curiosity. Point them in our direction. Get them I, to start at episode one and uh, move through. I've actually had uh, recently, which is quite nice because that's the whole reason why we do this. I had a friend of mine say, "Oh, somebody said they were start looking to start Dungeons and Dragons, didn't know how to play." So I pointed them in your direction of your podcast, the, which was great. It was the great greatest to compliment we can get. But yeah, thank you to our listeners anyway. Lovely. Thank you so much. We've been starter set. You've been our listeners. Roll well. Goodbye. Bye, she. Bye, she. Bye, she.